Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. Amen. Anybody have a testimony about the love of the Lord Jesus Christ? Boy, I tell you. I don't know what to think. (laughs) Just imagine him going to the cross in your place. We should have been there, but us going there wouldn't have done any good. But Jesus going there made all the difference in the world. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for walking with me. Thank you, Lord, for everything that I have. Because everything belongs to you. You know, when we get to heaven one day, we'll be walking on gold. Down here, everybody worships gold. They want to get as much as they can. Gates are going to be made of pearl, and everybody's got to have their pearls. They think it helps them in their social standings, I guess. But up there, God made gates out of them. Can you imagine the love that we will see when we get there? The Lord Jesus Christ. But we're so thankful that one day he touched my heart. What a great sacrifice he made for us. What I want to preach on this morning is that great sacrifice. I'm only going to read one verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. And as we look at this verse, I want you to really think about what this verse is saying to us. This verse given by the Lord Jesus Christ through Paul, his apostle, preacher really says something to us about as being a Christian and the verse simply reads for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor that ye we through his poverty might be rich rich in grace rich in love Rich in faith. That's what he gave to us by him going to the cross for us. Father, bless this your word. Bless these your people. Those that might be listening on the radio, YouTube, however they may be listening. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would just simply touch our hearts this morning. And help us to realize, yes, you were rich beyond all measure. But yet you gave that up to become poor so that we might be made rich through your grace, through your sacrifice. Now, guide and direct, touch our hearts as only you can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we look at this scripture, the Bible tells us he was rich. But we don't really know how rich he was because we have no way of putting a dollar value on it. 
Everything that we see, the worlds he created out of nothing. He created every planet, every star, every galaxy, every speck of cosmic dust he created for his glory. And the Bible tells us that he has made heaven ready for us. Whenever our time comes to pass from this world, to enter in that great place called heaven, it's ready. Because he is creating that place for us. The Bible tells us he's going to create a new city, New Jerusalem. You can read about that in Revelation. Man, that just blows my mind why God would love us so much that if he would do all of that, for a creature steeped in sin, but yet saved by his marvelous grace, that he would invite us to come be with him for all of eternity, however long that's going to be. Yes, he created the earth and all things therein for us to enjoy. But sometimes I think down here we get to enjoying it too much. We don't want to think about heaven and what's up there for us. We want to see how much we can own because a lot of times people look at how much we own or don't own. But let me tell you, when the Lord Jesus Christ is in your heart, it doesn't matter how much you own or don't own because you are the richest person in the whole world when Jesus Christ comes into your heart and life. And one day, yes, We'll walk on streets of gold. We'll see gates of pearl, walls of jasper. All those foundations and 12 stones that's listed. Man, walk on it. I can't imagine that. But the Bible says that even though he was rich in everything, he became poor. Now this comes straight out of the scriptures. He borrowed a barn to be born in, or a little stable. Borrowed that manger to be laid in, to sleep. He borrowed a penny so he could pay taxes. He borrowed a boat so he could preach a sermon. He borrowed a lunch so he could feed 5,000. He borrowed the upper room to where he could have that wonderful discourse to his disciples. He borrowed a donkey to ride into town, knowing that when he went into town, he could look up and see Calvary and the crosses that were already there from previous crucifixions. But yet, he didn't turn his back. He didn't turn around. But the Bible also tells us that he borrowed a tomb wherein no man had ever laid but the cross was his own. But in this we see his gracious personality. You know his grace and mercy. For the Bible tells us that he went about doing good now, I'm going to rehearse some things that you've probably heard in former messages. 
You know, the woman at the well had nothing. Married five times. Lonely. Came to that well at midnight or midday. The usual time for drawing water was early in the morning, late of the evening. She came hoping that nobody would be there. But yet he came, sat down on that well waiting for her. Where did God come and sit down for you, waiting for you to come? No matter what we had done, he came looking for an old lost sinner. And thank God he found me on that Friday night. He found you also, wherever it was. But we see also, as they stretched him out on that cross, there was one on the left and one on the right. The one on the right kept rebuking. Well, get us down from here. You can. Maybe I got it backwards. But anyway, get us down from here. You can. You healed the sick. You raised the dead. Why can't you get us down from here? Because it wasn't time. But the one on the other side, Lord, remember me. And that's what each one of us has to pray. God never forgets. But that thief on the other side turned to the Lord. The Lord turned to him, no doubt looked right straight in his eyes. Lord, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And the Bible tells us the answer that the Lord gave this day. You will be with me in paradise. Man, coming from the Lord. You remember the little children who came and the disciples began to rebuke. Come on now, get out of the way. But what was it the Lord said to those disciples, those church men, those teachers, those that had been called to spread the gospel? Suffer the little children to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of God. God came for everyone, including the little children. When that little child wants to go to church, get up from there and take that child to church. Let that child hear the gospel. Let that child hear the songs of Zion. Let that child hear somebody pray. Let that child hear the message of God. Because you never know what God has in store for that child. Take that child to church. You remember Nicodemus who came by night? A little bit ashamed to come by day, even though he had a hard time. And God gave him that discourse, John 3. Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Lord, how can I go back into my mother's womb? You can't. But you can be born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And that's why I came, Nicodemus, to save people like you and for all of the rest of the people in the world. 
Zacchaeus, that little lonely man, short in stature. Nobody had anything to do with him because he was a tax collector. And, and Jesus came to town and he wanted to see Jesus very badly. But he didn't know how he was going to do it. So he ran on ahead and climbed up that sycamore tree, knowing that Jesus was going to pass under. But when Jesus got there, he stopped. Now imagine what Jesus said and how all of those folks that were following must have felt. Zacchaeus, come on down from here. I got to have lunch with you today. And you know the rest of the story. Zacchaeus' heart was changed because he had a desire for a holy and a righteous Savior. And folks, when you, when me, anybody else has that desire for a change in their heart and their life, Jesus Christ is always there to come say, hey, I want to have supper with you. I want to come into your heart, in your life. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to help you in everything that you're going through. And all of these people had problems. Jesus never turned one away. And all oh, how their lives were changed because Jesus simply walked by. Look at your own life. How has it changed since Jesus came in? How has that love grown not only for Jesus but for your neighbor, your family, for people you don't even know. Yes, Zacchaeus found the answer that he was looking for in the Lord Jesus Christ. Found that grace that was needed. And the question I want to ask you, what about you? Have you found that grace that's needed? Yes, he had a gracious personality. But we also see that he had a great prosperity. The Bible says, though he was rich, and I read all the things that he created, owns everything, has a lack for nothing. He is God, the creator, the redeemer, the blessing giver, the caller. Now, preacher, what do you mean to call? He calls you to be saved. He calls people to be preachers. He calls people to be singers. But he calls everybody to be workers. For the kingdom of God. He was rich in his person because he is God eternal. There was no beginning, there will be no end to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said in his own words, I am God and there is no other. A lot of religions today worshiping who knows what? 
But Jesus said, I am God, and there is no other. He also said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so if we want to be saved, we must go through Jesus Christ. We must recognize Calvary where Jesus Christ died for us, where he shed his blood for us, where he's prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How many of us could do that? Jesus Christ. Yes, he was rich in his person, but he's also rich in his possessions. He just simply made everything, and he lets us use it. But how do we use it? Do we get to the point that what we have becomes our God? What we have becomes or does make our decisions for us? Remember, when they roll a casket here and there's a body in it, absolutely nothing in there but that old dead body. Oh, you may put a ring on your finger or earrings or whatever, but you have nothing. I'll have nothing. But thank God what we will have is what we've already sent to heaven waiting for us to get there. And one day as we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll take those things, bow down before that throne and say, Lord, these are yours. Thank you for the use Lord, they belong to you. And at that time, maybe we'll turn around and all of those folks that we have won to the Lord Jesus Christ through a personal testimony or through giving the word out to them, witnessing to them, we'll turn and say, Lord, these are yours too. You allowed me to do that. You gave me the words. You gave me the help. You gave me the faith. You gave me everything that I needed, but these belong to you. Man, won't that be a day? Oh, he was rich in his possessions. He is rich in his position. The Bible says he is king of kings and lord of lords. But the Bible also says he's the sacrificial lamb. Israel had to offer those lambs, as our Sunday school teachers said this morning, spotless, without blemish. Nothing could be wrong with that little lamb. But that little lamb became a sacrifice that the high priest had to make once a year for the whole nation so that sins could be forgiven. But on Calvary's cross, the spotless, perfect, loving Son of God allowed mankind, the ones that he had created, to nail him to that old cross as a sacrifice, not knowing that it was a sacrifice 
for you and for me. He shed his blood, perfect. No spots, no blemishes, no diseases, nothing. He shed his blood so that we could be covered from our sins. That's our Savior. That's the one we sing about. That's the one we teach about. That's the one we preach about. And that's the one we live about every day. And I hope we never forget that. Yes, he was rich in his position, but he was rich in his power also. He could do anything. How many of you have ever changed water into wine in just a second? How many of you have ever gone down to the lake and caught a fish and opened his mouth and took out a coin? They took that coin and paid their taxes. How many of you have ever stopped a funeral possession and say, hey, he's not going to the graveyard? We can't do that. But that's the Savior we know. That's the Savior who came. That's the Savior that lives in our hearts and helps us every day. Yes, he was the sacrificial lamb. But oh, what a lamb he was. The son of God. But thank God he was also rich in grace. When my Savior reached down for me, he had to reach way down for me. I was lost and undone without God or his son when he reached way down for me. Lost and undone. Thank you, God, for grace. Thank you, God, that touched an old sinner. Changed his heart and changed his life. And made it for the better. Oh, but in spite of all these facts, the Bible says he became poor. But we see his grinding poverty. The Bible says in Matthew 8, speaking of Jesus, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of God hath not where to lay his head, even though he created everything. Had no place to lay his head. When he did, he borrowed a place. And there were those who took him in. But a lot of times the Bible tells us at night he was out on the hillside praying. But the Bible says also in Philippians chapter 2, he made himself of no reputation. In other words, he emptied himself. Yes, he was God. But he came to earth. Took on the form of a human being, just like you and me. To prove to the world that, yes, he is the son of God. To prove that Satan, yes, 
There's many things going on in the world today to tempt man, but Jesus was perfect. Satan, just stand back. I'm not going to fall for your tricks. I'm not going to fall for your fast words. I am God and I'm going to serve God. Is that the same way we look at it today? Satan, just get out of the way. I belong to God. And I'm going to serve him. No matter what you put there, no matter what you cause, I'm serving God. And don't you forget it. And he did all the way to Calvary's cross. But we see his grinding poverty. The Bible says he became a servant. And if you study the Bible, you know and understand what servants and if you look at the early history of this country, and especially the southern states, how the whites had the servants, and they were treated poorly. And our nation is hurting because of that. But Jesus became a servant. The Bible says he came to seek and to serve and to save that which was lost. He did this not by giving up deity, but by laying it aside. His glory also, his high position, and he became a servant. But one day, we will sit in front of that servant or stand. And we will give an account of everything that we've done and said here on this earth. He will no longer be the servant. He will be the king of kings and lord of lords. He will be the judge that knows every law. That knows every word of the law. That knows your heart. That knows my heart. And why we do things here on this earth. And we will be judged by King Jesus. We won't be able to lie there. We won't be able to spend the dollar to get us out of something. But we will stand there before him. And the Bible says the books are going to be open. And he makes no mistakes when he puts an entry into that book. But yes, he became a servant. So that he could become the savior. But he also will become the judge. But you know, that great prayer that he prayed there on Calvary's cross. I don't know how long he had been hanging there. Blood running down, been beaten, unrecognizable. But as he looked out of that crowd, to his own race of people, the Pharisees, the scribes, all of those high-ranking Jewish officials, you know what he prayed? 
Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's our Savior. That's our Lord. And aren't you glad that when we come confessing our sins, that Jesus is willing to forgive? Lord, I've sinned. Name that sin that you've sinned. And I believe through the Bible, through the Word, Jesus will turn to the Father. He's mine. I've forgiven him. Would you forgive? And the Bible says that God forgets. Yeah, ain't that something? God forgets. But we also see his glorious purpose. He became poor that we might be rich. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, me, all the peoples of the world, through his poverty, might be rich. The supreme and inescapable incentive of all Christian generosity He gave everything to give to us everything. You talking about generosity. You talking about love. You talking about a Savior who wants us to be with him. Who wants the very best for us even down here on this earth. And a lot of times we turn our backs on him. A lot of times we think that there's something greater, something better out there. But what Jesus gives, we cannot give anything better. He is the perfect giver. We were bankrupt, full of sin, separated from a holy and a righteous God. But Jesus, dying on that cross, bridged the gap between death and life, between hell and heaven. And yes, even to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Think about that prayer. Think how Jesus taught us to pray. Thy kingdom done on earth as it is in heaven. See, that's why we're here. That's why he saved us. Have we yielded to him? Folks, when you yield to his marvelous grace... The Bible says that we become heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus Christ according to Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. Heirs. Heirs that cannot be cast away. 
Heirs that cannot be written off. Heirs that cannot be changed because the blood of Christ signed on that death certificate of the Lord Jesus Christ ensures each of us grace and mercy from the Lord Jesus Christ. That will never change. That will never go away. Yes, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And folks, we must follow his example. As much as we can, we must follow his example. You might be here today and you're lost and you know you're lost. Well, let me invite you to come to a wonderful Savior who can bring this verse to pass in your life. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich. Rich in love, rich in salvation, rich in grace, rich in eternal life. Please, please, don't turn him away. For God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus, Aren't you glad that God thought enough of you and me and the world that he created that he sent his son to be that sacrifice that was needed for us to have salvation and a wonderful life even here on this earth. Now, I know many people suffer I know many people have a hard time. I have a brother in Charlotte in the hospital. Just had three bypasses. His wife is battling third time with cancer. But God hadn't forgot him. God is rich in his grace and his mercy. Yes, we have hard times. Some go through life and nothing ever happens physically. But God loves them just the same. But folks, God loves the sinner, the lost person, so much that he allowed those officials to nail him to the cross to become the sacrifice for you, for everybody else that needs a savior that's how much he loves each of us you've never trusted the Lord as your savior I don't know a better day we're not guaranteed tomorrow do it today if you never have
Father, thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for what you've done, and thank you what you can do right now. When that lost person comes to you and asks for forgiveness, you said you would come, turn no one away, and you would forgive and make them a child of God. But Lord, if there's those that are here today that not where they need to be in their relationship with you, we pray that you'd help them to see that also, that they would confess sins and come back to you like that old prodigal son who remembered himself down there in the hog pen, my father has enough. I will return to my father. And the father with open arms received that wayward son. Lord, do it today. Do it today. In Jesus' name, your son. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.